Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Happy playoff beginning week to you and yours. That's right. We are geared up and ready to go for the playoffs. Maryland Black Bears hosting the first round, uh, first two games of the first round this weekend against the pesky Northeast Generals Friday and Saturday night. But before we get to where we're we going, got to know where we came from. And that's this weekend, the season, regular season finale for the Black Bears, taking on the recently uh, hot Danbury Jr. Hattricks, who swept the aforementioned uh, Northeast Generals uh, the week prior. Of course, Northeast uh, having the weekend off, they got to rest up, so the Black Bears, knowing they already clinched a uh, top spot in the division, resting some of their players as well, alternating between the two days, so at least uh, the top guys are going to be a little bit rested and a little bit in game shape, too. So that helps as well. On Friday night, a whole lot of guys out. Uh, Brad McNeil, Christian Catalaner, Hunter Ramos, Sean Kilcullen, Gunnar Van Dam, Raymond Peralt. Those were the healthy scratches for the evening uh, in their stead. Sebastian Brockman, Jack Darby, and uh, Brody Simcoe, the tender players uh, for next season were dropped into the lineup. Uh, Brockman, the uh, the brother, Jacob Brockman, who played last season for the Black Bears and now is at Aurora University. So uh, in the first frame, Maryland really taking it to uh, Danbury offensively, even with uh, a lot of their top uh, scorers out. They were able to contribute and put things forth uh, offensively. Got a lot of looks from... Uh, Magnus Gadowski, who was all over the ice, Riley Rue, Adam Shankula, Sam, Samuel Stitz, uh, a whole host of people showing the depth of your Maryland Black Bears. But it wasn't until about halfway through the first frame when they would get on the board, and that was up to Kareem El-Bashir, who benefited off not only his own rebound, but Jesse Horacek creating a turnover in the offensive zone. Horacek gets it to El-Bashir, El-Bashir, uh, takes one swat at it. It's uh, like the Price is Right game show, hole in one or two. Gets that second opportunity. Backhand shelf, putting it home. It's one nothing. Black Bears, 9-29 into the frame. That is Elbashir's seventh of the year. Jesse Horacek's 19th assist. Caleb Craven getting the uh, secondary assist, his second of the year. And while Maryland would try, they got 18 shots in that first period alone. Thomas Kesswetter was uh, solid in net for the junior hat tricks and was uh, only allowing one goal in that frame. So we move on to the second period, and Maryland gets in on it early. Great board playoff, a dump in by Samuel Stitz and Riley Rue, able to get it out to Gabriel Westling. Westling forehand, backhand, goal light. And we got ourselves a 2-0 game, only 124 in. That's Westling's 10th of the season. Riley Rue's 8th assist, and Samuel Stitz's 25th assist. And the Black Bears are rolling up 2-0, though. Uh, a little fracas. Uh, between the two squads, we get into it. A little uh, pleasantries met uh, in the second period. Not a lot going on the power plays for either team uh, in the first two periods. Maryland especially uh, in the game went 0 for 8, uh, even though they were given a couple uh, late power plays in the third period in, and a power play in overtime, which we'll get to here in a second. Oh, did I spoil things? It's okay. We've, well, we've It's been a couple days. We should know what happened. Uh, so Maryland gets it, goes into the second period or go in the second intermission, two to nothing. They are up, but the third period really kind of dinged them just a bit. And you can see the bounces weren't necessarily going the way of the Black Bears 
in that third period, starting off with Chase Sandu getting his 10th of the year off a ricochet off the backboard, and he was just sitting at the side of the net camping there, 450 into the frame. He cuts the lead in half to 2-1. to one. Then again, that feistiness uh, showing its, uh, its true guile there between Caleb Thiessen and Gabriel Westling on the Black Bear side and Max Matthews and Logan uh, Nickerson in the uh, Danbury side of things. But nothing to show for that. Those canceled out. Maryland would get a power play uh, late into the period at the 13.09 mark. And only six seconds into that power play would a Logan Nickerson shot just uh, just bounce around, pinball out, hits William Hackinson, who had been solid up to that point, uh, in the pad, banks off a defender skate and in the net for Nickerson's 11th of the year on the power play, tied up at two. Um, so there we go. Maryland gets a power play right after that goal because uh, Logan Nickerson was able to uh, taunt the Black Bears after his goal and then getting a penalty for unsportsmanlike. Black Bears unable to do anything with the short power play as they got a penalty right after, and all was for naught. We did go into overtime, as I mentioned before, and the Black Bears, I, like I said, had a power play right off the hop, uh, two, almost two minutes into the frame, so they were just pelting shots at uh, Kesswetter, and Kesswetter was solid for the hat tricks. Eight or seven shots on net from the Black Bears in overtime to zero for Danbury. Nothing happening on that one. So we go to a skills competition to determine a second point. Quinn Kennedy and Logan first knew uh, were able to score for Danbury. Black Bears did not get a goal. Therefore, Danbury gets that extra point. They go on a three-game winning streak with a three-two sh- shootout win. Black Bears out shooting Danbury 51-28. In a big way, William Hackinson solid in net, uh, 25 stops in regulation and overtime. He had himself a heck of a game, uh, but it was all for naught in the end. But luckily, there was a Saturday game to be had, and in this one, uh, the the guys who were gone the last night were now are now back in. And then Dimitri Kebrew, Trey Scott, Caleb Teese, and Luca Mel, Braden Stannard, all given the nights off. Uh, for a little bit of rest heading into the playoff. Uh, Maryland kind of got started off on the wrong foot uh, to begin with. A double minor given for high stick, just 221 in. But hey, guess what? Don't know if you've heard, the Black Bears are pretty dang lethal, shorthanded as well. So that's what happened. They were killing off the power play, and as they do that, Boom, they get themselves a shorthanded goal, 539 into the period. As uh, Raymond Peralt dumps it out, uh, Kareem El-Bashir gets on his horse, tracks down the puck, draws both defenders as he goes around the net. Samuel Stitz just streaking down the slot. Had all the time in the world he could have made a sandwich or two, giving it out to his buddies uh, with how much space he had. He puts home his 11th of the year. El-Bashir, his ninth assist. Peralt, his second assist on the shorthand. Uh, for the Black Bears, and it makes it one nothing. That was their 17th shorthanded goal of the season. Uh, following up the, at the end of the year, we'll get to the end of the year numbers here in a second. Uh, so, but that's a pretty pretty good accomplishment for them. Uh, Jack Wenicky getting the start in net this time. He played very well in that first frame. Uh, didn't get tested too too much was able to stave off a lot of the uh, Danbury Jr. Hattricks attacks, and thankfully the defense also keeping the Hattricks to the perimeter 
as well. We go into the first intermission, Maryland up one nothing. Going into the second, though, uh, that's when we get some interesting tings going on there. A little bit of a back-and-forth momentum there. Some pretty key saves by Wenicke, uh on that one, including giving a nice little people's elbow to a puck to deflect out of play. But midway through the second period, Maryland goes up 2 to nothing. Brandon Piku, uh, he draws a penalty. Drew a, uh, a tripping penalty going through the zone, or a slashing penalty. Can't remember what it was, but he draws a penalty. Uh, Gunnar Van Dam was streaking up the side after a nice little pass from Samuel Stitt. Uh, he sees Piku pulling up. Piku gets it in the slot, rips one home for his 17th of the year. Puts him, uh, Maryland up 2 to nothing. Gunnar Van Dam's 25th assist. Samuel Stitz's 26th assist on the season. We're up 2 to nothing on this one. That's pretty much how it went the rest of the frame as well, though. The Black Bears did have a couple chances on a power play late in the frame. Nothing doing for that. And we go into nothing going into the third. Kind of a eerie similarity to what happened uh, on Friday night's game. But another similarity is there was a fair amount of penalties for Maryland. Uh, much like Tolomansky, they went back to back to back to start off the frame in the first 631 of the period. But luckily, again, able to kill it off because of a strong penalty kill, which you don't want to do too much of going into the playoffs. But also, they were able to draw a penalty with the speed uh, going forth as uh, the last pa uh, penalty only lasted ten, 10 seconds. So they were able to kill off 10 seconds, draw a penalty, and away they go for a head contact, no less. Uh, then Maryland would be on the attack after that uh, with a checking from behind call on Dan Barry. And the guys who don't often get a lot of power play looks got some pretty good power play looks, and it ended up with a power play goal, 951. And Riley Rue finds a loose puck after some good opportunities for Magnus Skidowski and Cal Essenmacher, but he finds a loose puck, pumps it home for his sixth of the year. Cal Essenmacher's ninth assist of the year, Magnus Skidowski, his fourth assist on the power play. Black Bears up 3 to nothing, and the defense took it from there as if by scripting them their own little novel. Three shots given up in the entire third period keeping Jack Wenicke, uh safe, sound in his house, and putting home his third shutout of the year. Black Bears take this one 3 to nothing to end the regular season, much like they ended uh, the last uh, regular season. But this time they're going to the playoffs. 19 saves for Wenicke, uh in this. A solid, solid showing from him. Came up clutch when called upon, and the defense did their work as well. So Black Bears, they end the season with uh, 40 wins on the year. 40, 15, and 5, 85 points overall. That puts them second in the NAHL uh, for points gained, which is pretty dang awesome when you think about all the teams across all the divisions. They're also second in goals for with 215. Fourth in goals against uh, with 140. They were second in goal differential with plus 75. And when you look at the, the regular season for the Black Bears, it was, of course, like no other. Again, 40 wins. Best uh, record in season uh, in franchise history in their fifth season. And you had a, a ton of just record-breaking moments. Christian Catalano getting the single-season mark for the uh, for goals with 30. Also won the first Fish Award. That's pretty dang cool for him as well. I mean, William Hackinson as well had himself a year winning the single-season mark for wins with 25. Jack Wenicke topping the, uh, the charts. In goaltending for uh, save percentage, or sorry, goals against average at 214. Uh, that's uh, Hackinson right behind him 
at 216. Uh, Wenicke also fourth in the single season mark with 14 wins. Hackinson having four shutouts, that's setting a single season record. Wenicke having three shutouts, that ties him for second uh, in that span. Catalano and Brad McNeil second and third in uh, single season points. Catalano and Gebru first and second in goals first season now. Uh, Brad McNeil's 38 assists, putting him second in the single season mark. Uh, Sean Kilcullen's 35, putting him third in uh, in that mark for single season records. And then Brad McNeil and Luke Van Wy were automatic on the power play. Six power play goals for each, tying them for first with uh, Connor Pooley in the first year of action for the Black Bears. Luke Van Wy's 12 power play assist also uh, tied for first in the franchise history to uh, Hampus uh, Rydquist out there in uh, Miami now. And then, of course, Dimitri Kibrew, six shorthanded goals, putting him on top of the charts. Christian Catalano had five. That put him second all-time. And then Jackson Starrett there in fourth slot. Shorthanded assist, Brad McNeil had five this year. Braden Standard had four. That puts them first and second for single season. And then Dimitri Kibrew, Hunter Ramos, Christian Catalano, five game-winning goals. That tied for first uh, all-time in franchise history. Luke Van Wy tied for fourth as well with four game-winning goals of his own. So a lot to be happy about this season. I mean, you look at how this team ended, five-game uh, point streak for the squad, 4-0 and 1. Eight of their last ten they have won. Uh, and now you go into the playoffs against a team that you've had a little bit of difficulty against in the Northeast Generals, 3-4-1 and one were the Black Bears this season against the Generals, which is uh, not necessarily great, but at the same time, you can learn stuff from them. Uh, splits both times in Piney Orchard, split in Northeast, and then it swept in the first meeting this year against the Generals. So what has to happen for the Maryland Black Bears? Ideally score more goals and then not let in a, uh, that many. Obviously, that's the simple answer. But when you look up and down what the season series has been in terms of scoring, you can see that Maryland really works the puck around. Um, they have uh, quite the array of point getters against Northeast this year. Uh, Brandon Piku and Hunter Ramos, as well as Trey Scott, all have six points. Piku and Ramos have three goals and three assists. Scott, uh, Trey Scott has a goal and five assists. Dimitri Kibrew came on late into the uh, the affair. I think the last three or last two series, he really lit it up against Northeast. Four goals and an assist for five points. Uh, Samuel Stitz also has five points with two goals and three assists. Brad McNeil also two goals and three assists for five points. Gunnar Van Dam four assists. Braden Stannard four assists over the uh, over this series here and, and moving the puck around. Um, with 22 skaters, uh, sorry, 21 skaters and William Hackinson registering a point this season uh, against the Northeast Generals. Uh, in net, William Hackinson got most of the time in there as uh, he was uh, in net for a, a lot, um, a lot of situations going on there. Made 142 stops, giving up 14 goals. Jack Wenicke played about, uh, I think it was a game and a quarter. Uh, against the Generals, making 39 saves and 11 goals against. I'm sure my math got wrong because all the numbers run together. But uh, Hackinson did carry the the workload most often against Northeast. On the Northeast side, it's really about shutting down uh, two guys who have been Black Bear killers this year 
in uh, David Andrichuk, who has 11 points, including 8 assists, and Ryan Remick, who has uh, 10 points and 7 assists, with uh, Jake LaRusso with 4 goals, Frank Dancona with 5 goals, uh, and uh, Ryan Schelling back on the point with 6 assists as well. So is uh, 16 Jenner Show, also has 2 goals and 6 assists for 8 points. Not passing the puck around as much, but more effective with their top players there with uh, Andrew Deladonna also 7 points overall. In net was really the big factor for the Generals as uh, they had a, a total of 100 or 271 stops. Only giving up twenty two or yeah, twenty two goals for the goaltenders. Uh two empty netters as well. Uh Toby Hopp had hundred and twenty seven saves and fourteen goals against. Cullen DeYoung had hundred and forty four saves and eight goals against. Uh Black Bears outshot the uh the Northeast Generals uh two ninety three to two oh six, but Northeast outscored them twenty eight to 24. Also, Northeast scored four or more goals in half of the eight games. Two of those games registering six goals uh, in those games. So there's going to be a high-scoring affair on one end. It's a matter of uh, getting over the mental hump the, that you can't um, beat these goaltenders in Northeast. Because let's be honest, you throw almost 300 shots on them in eight games, um, and you only get 24 to show for it. I mean, you're going to uh, possibly get frustrated. But again, it's a whole new world. We are in a whole new landscape. It is the playoffs. It has their its own little affair to it. So we will see how this all goes. Goes down on Friday. That's when we all start. Uh, and then uh, Friday, Saturday in Maryland. Then next Wednesday, Thursday, if necessary. Uh, the Thursday game is if necessary in Northeast. And then if necessary for a game five will be Saturday the 29th. Hopefully it won't get there uh, overall, well, we will have to see, but it all starts on uh, Friday night at the Den. And, of course, the Black Bears have been in this situation before, but on the other end. They know exactly what it is to be the underdog against the top team as they were the number four seed against the Johnstown Tomahawks back in 2021 and had the big upset in the first round there. So uh, the, the good thing about that is the Black Bears do have some players who carried over through that. Brandon Piku, Brad McNeil, Sean Kilcullen, guys who experienced that, as well as, of course, Clint Millamock, who was behind the bench there as the coach. They know what mindset it can uh, to be in to not let things get too uh, too wacky, I guess. Not, not let the frustration show as much, not get too confident because you're the one seed, and just really to, to get things going on the right uh, on the right foot, as it were. So the Black Bears also, a downside to this, have not won, have only won one opening series of the four, so a 25% rate. It would be good to get two Friday and Saturday and then uh, go up to Northeast knowing you split there and you won the series. We will have to see how it all goes down. Starts up this Friday. Get your tickets at tickets.marylandblackbears.com uh, and uh, enjoy Enjoy the fun that's going to happen in this playoff. Should be an exciting one uh, for the Black Bears, and we will see what the hunt for the Robbie goes forth in 2023. Joined now by Maryland Black Bears forward, Brandon Piku. Brandon, thanks for taking some time out. How you doing, man? Yeah, of course. Thank you. I'm doing really good. How about yourself? 
Hey, man, I'm hanging in there, and it's it's playoff excitement, and uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, man, what a season for you and the team overall. I guess uh, you came in a little late coming down from uh, from Youngstown, rather, and uh, when you got that notification, like, what was the feeling to be, come back to Maryland? Yeah, so um, it was kind of a decision, more so on my part. Um, you know, I just – I like Maryland – uh, my first two years, so I just figured I'd end it there. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was I wasn't really upset because um, although I did uh, I got injured in Youngstown, <laughs> funny story by Maryland in preseason. Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer, but <clears throat> you know I just knew I wanted to be back once I found out uh, there wasn't room on Youngstown. So uh, yeah, I was pumped uh, pumped to be back, and uh, yeah, had a uh, had a great year. So. Yeah, you, you definitely made the most of it. 40 points in 41 games, a little bit of illness late in the season. But, man, it seemed like last year you had a big breakout season. This year was a continuation on that. Um, what did you work on in between to, you know, just keep the good vibes going from this from last year into this year? That's a good question. Um, I think I had a really good summer um, training on and off the ice, so I think that helped. Um, and, yeah, I just came to the rink every day, uh, you know, in a good mindset of, continuing to develop and uh you know i think that's uh just going going to the rink working hard every single day just looking to get better i think that's uh yeah i think that's a bit it and you come you come back to this team and this is a special team 40 wins on the season uh first in the east division what is it about this team that really clicked and seemed to have just a cohesive unit from top to bottom yeah so and i'd say uh i give credit to our coaching staff they do a really good job um getting everyone playing the right way early on. Um, as far as the team goes, uh, we just have a super uh, deep group of guys. So um, I feel like most teams uh, in our league specifically don't really have that. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that's, that's the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, it's just the buy-in at the end of the day. Um, when everyone wants to play uh, the way uh, our coaches tell us to play, I mean, we're just – you know, we're dang, we're, we're deadly. So, Brandon Piku of the Maryland Black Bears joins us here. And, you know, you come back for your third season here and you start uh, deciding to go on and break some records, being the uh, all time leading point scorer, getting 100 points in the NAHL. Uh, to have all this, to show to show all this off before you go off to college, that's got to be a good motivator for you as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't really even know the, the game I did get uh, that landmark. I really didn't even know. But, um, yeah, I try not to worry too much about that stuff. I know it's it's easy to get caught up in, you know, all the points and stuff like that. But you know, at the end of the day, you're you're here to play hockey. So, um, you know, just go out there every shift, every game, um, and, you know, just compete and, you know, the points will come. So um, I think that's a thing that a lot of guys can if, – if, if a lot of guys can get in that mindset of things, I think a lot of things will start clicking for them. So – that's just kind of how I go about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, an accomplishment. And, you know, I'm happy for myself. So, yeah. Uh, then we mentioned going off to college. Lake Superior State is your destination next year. And uh, it seems that Lake State has been a big uh, ground for Maryland Black Bears players. I mean, of course, on the team right now, yourself uh, and uh, Hunter Ramos and Hackinson, too, I do believe, William Hackinson, and before that, Brian Huggins, Josh Nixon. What is it about Lake State that, that that attracted you to go there and commit there? You know, I like that it's I like that it's pretty close to home. Um, so that's, uh, that's a big one for sure. 
Um, and I, I managed to grow a, a strong relationship relationship between the coaches. So, um, you know, once they go in there, I know that they'll have my back and, um, you know, I like, uh, I like a lot of things about the organization. The, uh, the rank is pretty cool. It's a little older, but got, uh, it's got some strong bones to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I love Michigan. So, you know, can't really say no to that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you started off playing, uh, 18U or before you came to the Black Bears, 18 year belt tire, then, uh, Meyer AAA before that. What is the, the Michigan hockey scene like? It seems to be, uh, kind of, uh, underrated, even though there is a lot of great hockey there in Michigan. Yeah, I mean, Michigan is just, you know, one of the states to be in if you want to play hockey. Um, so, um, yeah, there's just a ton of a ton of good teams, good competition all over. Um, yeah, I played um, my 16U, uh, I played at Meyer, And then, like you said, uh, 18U with Beltire. And then I went to juniors right after that, so... Uh, did did you go head to head against any of your teammates right now? Did you and because Mac did McNeil uh, Brad McNeil play up there too? Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was on Victory Honda, so you know we played uh, we played against each other. Um, trying to think who else. Um, I feel like maybe in the previous years uh, there were some other guys I played yeah. against. Um, so all blends uh, together. Blanchett last year. Okay. Um, we uh, I played against him my 16-year year. He was on Oakland. Uh, the year I was on Meyer, so I played against him. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Okay. Well, there you go, Brandon Peek, who joins us right now. And and Brandon, you were you were one of the few carryovers from the 2020-2021 season that last made the playoffs for the Black Bears. Um, and going into this one now, uh, do you think that experience and that whole uh, that whole couple couple weeks, the four weeks helped you out into getting into the right mindset going into this weekend, starting the playoffs? Yeah, I'd say, uh, I'd definitely say it did. Um, you know, I mean, being out, um, it sucks, but you know, I got some good rest in, um, but doing the right things. So yeah, I mean, it sucked at the, sucked at the time, but you know, I think it definitely benefited me in the long run. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and then it seems like the roles were reversed from what it was a few years back in 2021, where you guys now are the top dogs, and uh, you're facing off against uh, Northeast in the fourth seed. There's been a, you know, Northeast given a little trouble this year. Uh, what is it that you guys need to do to kind of get get over that and uh, and uh, get a win in that series out of it? That's a good question. Um, honestly, like, it's, it's only... Uh... I mean, there's only pressure if we put pressure on ourselves. So <clears throat> just because we're the top team, um, I really don't think that means anything. And I, uh, I think we all know that, um, especially in this league. I mean, any team can beat anyone. So um, I really don't think that means much, especially uh, come playoffs because the game is just so much different. But, um, yeah, I mean, we just got to stick to what we do. What we do best is just playing the right way, buying in and uh, following our systems, just focus in on a – all the key details, all the little things that we need to do. So um, if we do that, um, which I know we will, uh, be really confident. So uh, we'll get you out of here on the uh, on this uh, these couple questions here. Just a little offbeat questions. Uh, question the first: Any kind of music that you got on replay right now in your uh, in your phone or on your Spotify? <laughs> Honestly, not really, because <laughs> I haven't been listening to much music since uh, 
we have our uh, phones taken away before games. We're not able to to listen to music. So usually it's uh, one or two guys that get on aux before games. Um, usually a, a cat or uh, uh, yeah, it's usually cat. So or maybe horror check. Mm. Um, yeah, I, uh, I got into EDM recently. I'd say the last year I got into EDM. So um, yeah, maybe uh, Odessa or um, yeah. Are, are they good DJs, at least, Jesse and, and Christian? Uh, <laughs> for the most part, uh, I think it's kind of on and off. Some days are good. Some days, I don't know what the heck we're listening to. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's on and off, I'd say. So, overall, overall, I uh, recommend it. But, you know, the off days, uh, I don't re- recommend it to anyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of off days and your time in Maryland, what's one of the big things that you've uh, enjoyed going around to or visiting or hanging out at? I mean, I love fishing. And, I mean, fishing's, you know, really big in Michigan. But there's not a ton, ton of fish, good fishing here in Maryland. But, you know, I uh, I, uh, I manage what I can here. Uh, I'll go uh, some local ponds like Governor's Bridge. That's a cool uh, little place. I feel like the outdoors. Um what else uh i mean a couple guys went bowling this year that's cool um maybe they're hitting up the driving range um yeah nice a good variety a nice a nice variety for yourself and then we'll end we'll end out on this one and it the people that i've talked to this season to a man it's been johnstown as their favorite away arena uh, I guess uh, A and B part. A, do you subscribe to that as well? And B, do you have a second runner-up to favorite away arena? Sorry, what was it? John Tennant? Johnstown. Uh, the the rink oh, up there in Johnstown. The uh, Brad yeah. and Dimitri and all those guys said that they love that rink as an away rink. But uh, oh, yeah. is is there a second rink for you that that you like playing at? Uh, yeah, I mean Johnstown's definitely the best by far. Um, I think a lot of the other guys would say Maine uh, personally. He's my least favorite. I, I don't know what it is about it, but second, man, um, I don't know. I'd say maybe New Jersey. I mean, I like our rink a lot, so oh, yeah. I think well, New Jersey's kind of similar to ours in its ways. But um, I mean, they don't get nearly uh, the amount of fans we get. They get, you know, maybe a few billets. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough to say. There's really no other good ones. I don't think. But I'd say uh, they're probably Jersey. All right, sounds good, man. Well, Brandon Piku, uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, man, best of luck in the playoffs. We're going to be watching. We're going to be rooting for you. So uh, go out there and uh, uh, get her done, my friend. It will do. I uh, appreciate the call. Thanks to associate head coach Kim Weiss, as always, has been tremendous in uh, helping me uh, get player interviews when uh, my other work allows it. Um, and uh, thanks to Brandon Piku for taking some time out ahead of the playoffs to uh, join us here on Defending the Den. A little bit of Black Bears alumni news as we have our first North American pro player from the Black Bears, and that is Wilmer Skoog. on Wilmer Skoog signed a one-year AHL deal, signed it with the Panthers, uh, so signed an AHL deal with the Charlotte Checkers. He will be playing down in Charlotte. Uh, in 2023-2024, um, and that's a pretty big deal overall for um, someone like Wilmer Skoog, who we only saw for 24 games and uh, was able to really show off his skill at that point, uh, even in that short time. 
guy who you know went to Boston College, Boston University rather did his highlight reel thing uh help helped the the team get to the Frozen 4 this season and uh, yeah it was a it was a heck of a college career for him and now he moves on to the pro life which is uh the first black bear in North America to do it uh Kareem Del Ponte and uh Lucas Youngbloom uh have been and also Asper Pedersen also played in the pros over in Europe in Division Two, so kind of like the AHL format, although they have relegation and things like that. Uh, and also David Tomeo, uh, goaltender in the first season, suited up as an emergency backup but never played in any games. So we will have our eyes set on Charlotte, the Queen City of North Carolina, and we will see what uh, Mr. Scoo can do. Congratulations to him putting in all that hard work to get to that next level and a little stop off in Maryland wasn't too bad either. So congratulations to him, and we will be watching for sure next season. For the broadcast schedule, um, here's what we're going to do. Since games one and two will happen uh, by next week, we will do a show for Wednesday. We will, we will review a show on that. Uh, then Wednesday, Thursday... We will have to see what happens there. And then, of course, that belongs into maybe uh, that Saturday. But we will have a show next week. I will guarantee that. And then we'll have a show the week after that going into whatever game, going into game three and then whatever comes after that. So be prepared. Be very prepared for all that. So that's what we got to do. If you want to keep track of tabs and all that other fun stuff, Defending Den, MBB on Twitter is the place to be because of the fact that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we update most of the stuff there. But in any case, uh, that'll about do it. That'll about do it for all of us here. Uh, and by all of us, I mean me and the cat. It's been a great time. Uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it more than you know. Uh, I am Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den, part of the Face Off Hockey Show media faction and podcast, Monsters. Hey, like I said, the Twitter, Defending Den MBB. Uh, that is where a lot of the updates happen there. That's kind of my go-to social media. There's also Facebook at Clutch and Crab Hockey on Facebook. That is a lot of Maryland stuff, which I uh, I don't know. I don't use Facebook all that often, so maybe I should because it'll promote it more. Or ClutchandCrabHockey.com for some stuff there as well. Um, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Let's go Black Bears. Friday night it starts. Uh, focus in. Make it happen. And we will talk to you next time through. Peace.